right, y'all. Today we have for Centered Sunday a beautiful soul, Alexis Mayfield, who is a life coach, certified, might I add, and one of my very, very good friends who we've shared a lot of things with each other. And I know she's the perfect person to bring in and talk about the subject because the tribe has been asking me to do an episode on how to handle family conflict. And I was like, I got your girl. It's Lexi. So Lexi, introduce yourself <laughs> and, and share a little bit about what you do and how you help people. All righty. All righty. Well, I'm Lexi Mayfield and I am a certified life coach. Um, I am the owner and creator of Essence of You Life Coaching. Um, I am taking time, so throw that out there. Um, shameless plug. <laughs> I am also a pastoral counselor um, for my church. I am whatever the Lord needs me to be at the moment. And yeah, that's just funny. All right. Awesome. Yes. She definitely wears many, many, many hats. Um, (laughs) One of the first people that welcomed me into our church too, that made me kind of like feel very family oriented. So family and uh, belonging is definitely deep, deeply woven and a part of who you are. So let's get into these questions. Family conflict now you have a unique situation i've got a unique situation but i feel like together what i have to ask you and what you can share today is going to be really really helpful um for people abroad and 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 even though we may have different situations i feel like the the advice that she's going to share today is going to be applicable in various forms so please take notes i I have people who've messaged me and they're like girl i took (laughs) notes (laughs) take notes write this down and share with your family and with your friends all right and then of course you guys i will we are going we're shooting through zoom but it is being broadcast on facebook so we will take time intermittently to kind of go back and just look at some of the comments or if you have questions that you want Mm -hmm. lexi to answer please go ahead and type them below all right here we go first question for you lexi so what do you think is the number one thing that causes disharmony in families and how can you fix it i think one of the main like for me not just for me but i think when i get a lot of different um stories on what's going on Mm -hmm. i don't think we know how to say no Mm, you jumping ahead of my questions. Don't be using the prophetic. <laughs> but it's the truth. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, a lot of times with family, we feel like we're obligated to do things mm-hmm. when it's okay to give what I like to call an anointed no. Mm. Expound on nothing that. Wrong. What's an anointed no, ma'am? An anointed no is, it has so much oil on it. Let me tell you, it has so much anointing on it that it doesn't matter their response. Mm-hmm. The answer is still no. And it's not no for any like bad reason. I'm not saying no because you made me mad. No, this isn't bad. It's no because that's not something I want to do with my time, my money, my intellect, my whatever. Mm-hmm. This is something that I want to keep to myself or I don't want to give or I don't want to take part of. And it's okay. Right, exactly. Like, so say, for instance, as an example, um, you have that one family member who, let's just say, isn't great with money. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Everyone we're knows. Deep. We're going in, y'all. We're going let's in. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. <laughs> if you get let's just jump in. Yeah. Um, everyone knows they're bad with money. But because they may have children, mm-hmm. they, you know, may be in a bond, or you know that story. Because uncle so-and-so did this to them and they never recovered. 
I understand all of that. Right. But a lot of times we don't take in consideration what we need at that moment. And if I'm living paycheck to paycheck and I, I'm making it, but it's just tight. Why should I be even tighter for someone that's irresponsible? Rather than your, your cousins, your siblings, your parents. I had to knock on that one. Because uh -oh. um, a lot of times people feel a certain way. But she brought me into this world and now you're here. She did her job. Uh -oh. He did his job. But you do not have to go broke. Um, can I add to this? Go ahead. Not only is the anointed no a number one, mm -hmm. but honesty. They go just like this. Yes. A lot of times, you know, well, we're in this situation because of so-and-so. That's not true. That's not so, true. We don't need the sob story. You know what we I don't. find, though, Lexi? <laughs> part of the problem is going back to, like, the parents or certain sp family yeah. members. There is a level of guilt that is involved. How do you manage the guilt? Because it's like, it's easy to, for you to say no, but it's like, even when you do give them that first no, it's like this mm -hmm. onslaught of guilt that comes in. Yeah. So how do you manage that? Well, you realize that that guilt is manipulation. Wow. Okay. And manipulation is what? Witchcraft. Oh, wow. We don't go <laughs> with manipulation. I mean, you got to hit it and yeah. you got to speak. You got to call it what it is. Yeah. You got to call it what it is. And a lot of times, I don't care if your parents are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. They walk around with a holy water with them in their purse or pocket. It does not matter. Manipulation is what? Manipulation. Yeah. No matter what. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I notice is family, of course, they like to talk. So it's like, you know, so-and-so make all this money and they wouldn't even help their mama do this. Mm -hmm. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> but you don't know the backstory because now mama went and told everybody. And they try to make you feel guilty. Yeah. That's where the anointed no comes into play. Mm -hmm. You don't allow it to um, deter your emotions because you said no for a reason. And you can stand on that without feeling the guilt. And once you recognize what that guilt is, it's easier to not live in it. Mm -hmm. And you say, you know what? This is out of manipulation. No. Or feeding a bad habit. Mm -hmm. If your parent smokes and they just needed 20 to grab some cigarettes. First off, I feel like that's an expensive habit. Um, those are crack prices. Like, that's just expensive. <laughs> this is, I don't understand. But, but a lot of times people get in their feelings. I did this for you when you were younger. And yes, but I'm not going to pay for your bad habits. I'm not right. going to do that. I don't have to be obligated to, to fund no. your bad habits and your vices. Yeah. And exactly. I could keep my smile on my face because my nose was anointed. Okay, so since we're here, we're just going to continue this part. <laughs> Let's just go. <laughs> if, if there is a continuance, right, if they keep asking, yeah. they keep coming up, they keep using guilt. Should you just keep saying no? Or at that point, should you be making a decision to be like, maybe I need to step back. Maybe I need to reevaluate. Do I need to sit down and have a conversation with them? What is the next step? If you keep being guilted into doing things that you know you don't want to do. One thing that I learned was that I don't have to answer my phone. I don't have to. I said no. It, and it sounds simple or it sounds like, oh, we can't do that to your mama. Yes. You know how we are when we get when we're when we're raised. <laughs> I mean but you don't have to answer the phone. Like you don't have to engage in it. 
um, if you know your mom is finna bother you about, I'm just using moms as an example because everybody has a mom and a daddy. So let's just, you may not have siblings, but you got a mom and a daddy somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if just don't answer the phone. You don't have to, you don't have to be a punching bag. Mm, that's in any way shape yeah. form or fashion so whether it's with, yeah right mm-hmm. if not sometimes we say that for like negative things but this is like a negative thing yeah. too and we don't call it what it is mm-hmm. but this is it's not healthy so i'm not going to allow you to constantly put me in an unhealthy state of mind because now i'm going to want to think about it all the time right all the time i'm going to think about it all the time um i'm going to say like oh but she keeps asking maybe if i just give it to her she'll give no you're not being worn down and and what i found is that you you actually become a crutch for them yes and then they don't have the opportunity to grow to mature or anything and then it's almost like the child becomes the adult and they're managing their parents or they're managing other people in the family all the time you're the responsible one yes yeah and And that's the thing you don't have to take that you don't have to take that position in a family. Mm-hmm. You could just be a family member. <laughs> and it took me, no, it, <laughs> it took me a while to learn that though. Yeah. Um, because I'm an only child. I, I was only, I'm an only child for my mother. So it's only been me and my mom. Right. And my mom, I love her so much. Hey mommy. Um, but she's just not that responsible with money. Mm-hmm. I felt like if I, Increase the value, you know, the tone of my voice. Can, it would sound better. Have a little, <laughs> little extra feeling. You know, like, it hurts to say this, yeah. but it's true. But yeah. it's true. And I'm not the best, but I've learned in life that I have to be better. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, well, mom, you know, if you do this, this is going to be the outcome. Okay, well, it, it's mine and I can do whatever I want. I'm grown. I'm the mother. Okay. I did my job. I put that out there. So it's like right now, my mom has no credit. Oh man, none. Like no bad, no good. <laughs> no bad, no good. She's paid everything cash, right? That's and awesome. Yeah, I mean, that part way, of paying cash is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or putting it in my name, but that's either. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but now she's like fifty-five with no credit. And she needed a car. She needs a car. Yeah. We go to the dealership and he's like, ma'am, you're a ghost. No one knows you exist because you don't have credit. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You, she can't go and do the things. So first thing I say is, well, this is what you can do to establish credit. You get a secure credit card. But here's the thing, mom. Never take it and like really do life with that card. Right. You use it for one thing and you pay it off every month. I right. say, put the card up. Give me the card, and we'll do an auto pay for something. It's my card. I want the card. That five hundred dollars is gone. <laughs> How no. do you start off with bad credit? Like you just like now it's bad because <laughs> you're not gonna pay the whole five, even though you have it. Yeah, so I did my part by telling her if you do this, this will be the yeah. outcome. Yeah. So now if she's like, oh man, I want to pay the whole five, but can you give me two fifty? I'm gonna give my anointed. No, no. Well, you're the one that told me to get the credit card, and then it... I'm sorry. I also told you no, what ma'am. to do. Yes. And I, yeah, I... 
sorry, but I'm not going to pay for this. Um, <laughs> not at all. Uh, don't know what to tell you, but then it's like, um, I go on Facebook and I see my cousin, my aunt posted uh, a comment saying, children have to remember to, that they only have one mother and <laughs> you can't do this to them. But well, now's the guilt. The guilt is being unleashed. But that's not true. Right, right. So I'm not going to feel guilty about something that's just not true. Mm-hmm. You were irresponsible after being told what to do and you decided not to do it. Therefore, my no is going to stand. Therefore, I have nothing to do with your bills. Therefore, just because you brought me into this world don't mean that you get all my money. Like, it doesn't work like that. And I think the more we realize this, is the better off we'll all be. We feel obligated to do things for our parents that's just unhealthy. It's what dysfunctional. Now, I do believe in some cases, if you have an ill parent, Mm -hmm. if, you know, there's nothing wrong. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong with, um, like, being there for your parent. And if they are in a bind, it's okay to be there for a person once. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying never help anyone. That's, we, we're, we're not selfish, you know, we want to do better. So as far as relationships, so I'm not saying don't ever be there for anyone, but we're not going to be anyone's crutch because that's dysfunctional. Right. And we're not going to live in guilt because that's dysfunctional too. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because you kind of, you kind of touched on something that I think is really important, especially in minority communities, um, obviously, definitely in black communities, is that a lot of times the parents will use their children's credit, name, social, whatever, to acquire things, number one. Number two, they actually do believe that because they brought you into this world, they have access to you and all of your money. Where does that come from? Like, why do they believe that's okay? Because I have friends that aren't black and their parents don't do this to them. So (laughs) do you care to chat about that just a little bit, shed some light on it? Like I literally remember being a child and hearing parents say, this is my baby, this is my child, this is my social security number. But it's not though. I think it's a dysfunctional, like it's dysfunctional. Let's just make that very clear. It's not okay. Yes. Um, I don't think when you don't have the knowledge and of the importance of credit, mm-hmm. you'll mess yours up and your child. Mm, yeah. You know, so uh, it's important that the parents actually learn about this stuff instead exactly. of losing everybody around them. Exactly. And learning the importance of you don't go to predatory um, places like rent a center, um, payday loans. Yes. You don't put the phone bill or the cable bill in your baby's name because they want to see Paw Patrol. So you feel like, well, you want to look at this channel. So I'm going to put it in your name. <laughs> like the reasonings that we have are just, but it's the truth. Like my baby love Paw Patrol. And I think it comes on Nickelodeon. I don't know. I don't have any children. So we have to have Nickelodeon because, you know, and because you like Paw Patrol, I put it in your name. <laughs> like I'm even not even old enough to understand. Yes. Too. Right. I barely can say the word. <laughs> but I I remember um my mom put something in my name and I you know how you, you're of age of understanding, but it's like 
I'm only 12. Why are you putting this in my neck? Right. Yeah. Like sometimes the 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 mental the psychological reasoning for things to me don't make sense. I I remember hearing a parent say, "Oh, my baby is going to be big when they grow up. Like they're going to make money, they're going to have all this." Mm. And the first thing I said is, "But you messed up their credit." So are you saying like they'll be able to pay this later? Because that little $500 bill is going to be like 3000 by the time it gets to them right. at a certain age. Mm-hmm. So what is your point? Like, I don't understand the reasoning mm-hmm. of it. And that's me. Like, what, are your, what is your reasoning? But we do it. I mean, I don't want to say we. I don't do it. Never will do it. But people in our community do it. Right. I think it was just the lack of understanding the importance of credit. Okay. The importance of your social security number and protecting it by all means. Um, I do think they know it has some weight because they can't use their own anymore. But <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. Okay. Thank you for unpacking that. Let me go uh hop into Facebook real quick and see if we okay. have any comments. What's being said here? Let me scroll. Okay. I've got wait, some comments. Okay. Oh, wait, let me put that on. okay got some fire emojis some hellos and some people were like yes no boundaries who was that boundaries are huge yes huge huge but we'll we'll get a chance to touch on that in a second all right um so let me ask you this we got a lot going on multiple Mm -hmm. beliefs and views political opinions all of that how do you handle conflicts with family members who have beliefs or views that conflict with your own. Okay, so we're just going to jump in, okay? Don't, Let's yeah. say a parent voted for someone that is not of your interest. And because we're in America right now, we can just talk about it. Let's say they voted for Trump and you are anti-Trump. You always want to hear a person's reasoning, right? Right. Because sometimes they have valid reasons and sometimes the validity of the reason is still not strong enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but no. Um, a lot of times if they're Christian, the first thing they say is he's anti, you know, abortion and anti-gay marriage. Mm-hmm. He's pro-life. Here's the thing with that. T.D. Jakes had a um, interview with a lot of different white pastors and this came up. One thing he said that blessed me, right? Mm-hmm. So, Trump is pro-life. Lexi is pro-life, mm-hmm. right? Here's the thing. If you get rid of all of the programs that help women once they have the baby and you do nothing to help her once she has this baby that she said she did not want, if you're going to take that away, what's the difference? Mm. Like, what's the difference? Um, the church isn't going out and teaching and doing things, so she never learned. Um, the importance of holding, you know, having her baby and things like that. So we can't make someone do something because here's the thing. She's going to have that abortion legally and safely or illegally and unsafe. Yikes. So, uh, so with your family though, how do you handle those conversations? Do you try and bring up this kind of information or? You do, you do. Because a lot of times you could say, look, if you're pro-life, I understand that. Um, And sometimes some people have never been in the position I have been in a position 
Well, I had to say, what am I going to do? Okay, I'm 19. I'm in college. What am I going to do? I just found out I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting like, okay, Jesus. I knew Jesus. I knew him. I knew him very well. So now here's the the struggle. What do you do? I can have an abortion right now and no one ever knows. No one at the church will know. I'm away at school. My mother won't know. And I can live my life. Something I just, I could not do it. I could not do it. And right then and there, I planned my life in like the next five minutes. I'm going to get family housing. Um, I need to see, let's calculate these dates. Will this be during this time? Like, will I be home? How am I going to tell my mom I got a baby coming home? Oh my God. Like, I'm literally trying to figure this out. Yes. Yeah. Um, I had a job. I'm like, well, maybe I can afford to get an apartment until I I literally started to plan. And it let me know that I am not one that's going to do this. I can't, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I ended up miscarrying. So, I mean, but that's, that wasn't my, you know, decision. But I remember having that, that struggle. So having the experience of having to make the choice, Mm. I now know that that's just something I could not do. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being pro-life. I just really don't. Right. But here's the thing. Let's talk what's happening in the world right now. Mm-hmm. He's getting rid of programs that would help this young girl or old girl or whatever, this woman that would help this woman in life. So if he's getting rid of the programs and she has this baby, she doesn't want now what? Yeah, where do you go from there? Where do you go from there? Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a, a situation earlier this year with a young lady who had two children who um, I believe maybe she was suffering from, um, um, what is it called? Not prenatal. Um, postpartum. Postpartum. Okay. She was, yeah, suffering with postpartum. She stabbed one of her babies 19 times and drowned them in scalding hot water. And the other one she threw out of the window. Yeah, you know what I mean, and yeah. that's and it sounds so like extra, mm-hmm. but that's what happened. Yeah, a life fell up from above me down to the ground, and she did not want these babies. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that she should go and be able to abort them, but if there's no programs or anything, mm-hmm. agencies, yeah. he's getting rid of all of these things. So when you have that conversation with someone, it's okay to say, "Well, let's let's break this down. Mm-hmm. Let's break this down." And if those are the only two reasons, that lets me know that you probably don't know a lot about political science. Um, they have I always recommend classes at the city college. I'm like, you may we can all go online now. <laughs> you know, read a book, download yeah. the CNN app, like, like do something because you want to learn more about it. So my thing is, you can have everybody does not have to agree right we can and have person differences is, wait, we can have differences. i have friends that i have different views with that we're still friends exactly um but for one i'm not gonna let you go in ignorance i'm gonna say this i'm gonna teach you something in this moment mm-hmm. and then now you it's up to you to make a decision on what you want to do um i know someone who wants to vote for the third party and i said well that's your choice but let me just say this they're not going to get enough votes so Technically, a vote for the third party would be like a vote for Trump. And they were, oh, break that down. That doesn't make sense. Okay. I was able to break it down uh-huh. like a fraction and say, okay, is this going to help you? Yeah. 
and the way you're presenting it is more fact-based it doesn't have to be very yeah. emotion driven because if you have clashing beliefs and it's emotion driven versus facts like you're saying right now you're mm-hmm. very likely to tear the entire relationship apart and it'll be and people gonna yell yes gonna yell. i've seen it happen i've seen it happen they like, get upset Oh, I thought they we get upset. <laughs> like you know, you my cousin, right? <laughs> they yeah. get up, they get so upset. So I think the way to do it is for one, you should know something about it before you go and just yell off They're something, off. or be honest, or be honest and say I don't know a lot about it, but I don't like how he makes our country look. Mm-hmm. So I'm not voting for him. Mm-hmm. And this is my reason for not voting for him. He makes us look like fools. Other countries are laughing at. Like you don't have to know everything. I'm not going saying that you should be a political scientist. What I am saying is that be able at least be able to, be able to voice. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Without getting angry, and when you notice someone in your family is getting there, because people a lot of times it's not anger. Like, like I'm from out west. I'm from the west side of Chicago. I get loud sometimes. That's because I'm passionate, mm-hmm. and I can get very passionate. But one thing I learned. Um, and I'm going to say the, the T and C word in therapy and in counseling. Um, <laughs> people don't like to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in therapy and counseling is my, pa- I can, can't, I can't control my passion. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to talk over you. I don't have to be rude in my passion. I can still be a passionate person, a person um, that maintains just wants to get respect. that point across yes. that maintains respect in the conversation. Yeah. So that's something that you should definitely want to walk away in those heated moments with your family. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. Um, talking about respect, this one is one of the highly requested questions of the tribe. Okay. How, as you're an, an adult and you're like in your 20s, like 26, 27, whatever, you're transitioning into your 30s, how do you gain respect from your family as you transition into adulthood? A lot of them are saying that they're having issues with family members still treating them like children and not mm-hmm. getting uh, the independence or respect um, that they feel like they deserve. So how do you manage that situation? Like as far as tone, I guess, tone with your family, how do you establish that so that they do respect you and give you that space and independence? Okay, there's a few um, different things. So one of the most freeing things for me was moving out. <laughs> if you live okay. in their house, if you live in their house, I'm sorry. Yeah, they make the rules. I yeah. mean, I was living at home, but I was paying rent. Like I, I was paying rent, and it's like, no, this still is not my home. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to realize that one of the best things for me is gonna be to move out. And when I tell you the relationships in my family between the relationship between me and my mom was amazing once I left. Like, wow, we can be friends now. Like, um, but one thing I would say is move out. Well, two things. And it's okay to stand up for yourself mm-hmm. in a respectful manner. Um, it's okay to, a lot of times we don't want to say no, we don't want to uh, disagree with our parents. Um, it's okay to make a stand. Mm-hmm. A, lot, um, a lot of times we're like, I just want to, you know, this is my parent and what they say is right. No. Kevin on stage made a good point about parents. Okay. He said, a parent is nobody but somebody that had sex without protection, and now they had children. Oh that God. just means they were irresponsible. Like, when he said it, it was a joke, but it made so much sense. We put our parents on a pedestal when they're just the end of it. They're human. 
Mm-hmm. They're infallible. Like they can be wrong. They yeah. can be wrong. Your yeah. parent can be wrong. They can be completely wrong. Um, and just because they're your mama don't mean they know everything. And just because it's your daddy doesn't mean he's leading you in the right direction. Like people can be wrong because they're human. Right. So once I came to term with that, it helped me with see my mom in a different light, in a better light, because any flaws I may have felt like she had as a parent, she's human. Right. That it helped me with that. So once I moved out, I was able to not see her as just mama and see her as like a human being who can make mistakes and not do everything well and, you know, let her live. And you give know? her grace. Give them and grace. And give her grace. Yes. And set boundaries. Um, one of my friends, something really wise concerning um, a parental relationship is I'll always be your daughter, but I don't have to be a friend. And if you want to be my friend, this is my boundary. Mm, that's a hard like it, line right there. Yeah. Like you don't, ha- we don't have to be friends. I could check on you to make sure you're alive and well and not tell you any of my business. Not let you know what's going on in my dating world or my work world or anything like that. That's what you do with friends. Right. Yeah. You know? People have that type of relationship uh, and you can honor and respect your parent and not be their friend. But if that's not what you want and you know that that's not what they want, you have to respect my boundaries. Right. And if you don't, that lets me know just like you, you don't respect my friendship. And if this was any old person, I think you'd be like, you don't respect my friendship. You don't respect me. I can't be, you can't be in my circle. Yeah. You know, I was able to, let my mom know where I stood on certain things mm-hmm. and go from there. That's beautiful. You, you touched on something though, that I actually want to ask you about handling family prying. Like you're not offering up personal information about your love life, yeah. about work or nothing. And they're constantly prying or prying or dropping comments. Like when are you going to give me some babies or when are you going to get married or when are you going to move out? Whatever it is. How do you handle those moments? That comes up a lot around uh, gatherings and holidays or yeah. birthdays even that, you know, people are always questioning you. So how do you handle family trying to dig into these secret places that I haven't given you access to? <laughs> you know, one day, um, <laughs> <laughs> so interesting that you said this. My cousin did this to me one holiday about baby. So now I'm 34. So I may have been like 30. Mm-hmm. And she was like, we just waiting on you to have a baby. And I politely said, you know, it's really rude to bring up babies with a woman. Because what if I had infertility issues? And now you make me feel some type of way. And the whole room got quiet. And I said, I know I made everybody feel awkward. But that's how you make me feel every time yes. you bring up having a baby. <laughs> have a good day. Merry Christmas. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just use that. Just use that one line and shut it down. They will ask no more. Like, I'm sorry, but it's really rude to do that. Um, and it is. It's rude to do it because you don't know her struggles. You don't know where she is in life. You just don't know. And some cases they do know. If I've told you that I don't want to have a baby until I'm married, I mean, it's right. a little empty. Like. You know I'm not married, so you know I'm having a baby. Mm-hmm. And then if I did it outside of marriage, you'll be talking about me saying mm-hmm, that 
She go to church every day. She still had that baby. So it's like I can't win for losing with you. Right. So what I'm gonna do is not enter the contest. I told you how I felt, and this is what it is. I start cracking jokes. I start saying now, like that was at 30. So now if you bring it up, my my aunt did that on Mother's Day. Uh-huh. Um, I was like, Happy Mother's Day, um, Auntie. And she was like, Oh, when am I gonna be able to say it to you? I was like, Well, you just not pray some more. You ain't praying hard enough <laughs> at this point. Like yeah. I'm not look, you pray a lot harder. But it is rude. And I think if people I'm okay with awkward moments. I'm okay with I know you are. You know, yeah. I have no problem. Yeah. I am transparent. I will t- we could talk about my ovaries. Like I don't that's not an issue for me. Yeah. Um since you all in my uterus. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like let's <laughs> let's talk about this. Um I I've told one person, one of my cousins, like I, I I want to, but the only dudes that keep coming my way are just like your baby daddy. Now, would you want me to have a baby? <laughs> All right, let's let's let, let's walk away. Let's let's not do this. Like you're not gonna make me feel awkward, and I not make you feel awkward. <laughs> Once I realize, maybe I shouldn't go back to back like that because sometimes it it can stir up some stuff. But I don't have a problem with um issues like that. But you don't let it get to you. Yeah. When you moving out, when you drop that 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 two thousand for me to move out, when you drop that load of cash, we can do this. Mm-hmm. But if you're not gonna drop no money, honey, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> when you gonna graduate? Oh, when you help pay this tuition? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and because I rem- I remember being in that place, mm-hmm. and I'm like. I'm doing well in school. Why would I let them get to me? Right. I graduate when it's time, when I get all the credit hours I need. Like, you know this, but you want to be petty. So, well, you ain't playing hard enough. You know, once you make this tuition payment, I'll graduate next week. Right. I'm just going <laughs> to say some outlandish. Like, that's one thing. And learning how not to allow it to get to you. Like, don't let it get to you. Don't take it so seriously. Um, don't take it so Because they could be as serious as they want. Mm-hmm. But you know what you're doing in your life to progress. Right. And let's just say you're in an area where you feel like you're not progressing and they keep poking the bear. Mm-hmm. Excuse yourself. That's the way your anointed no comes in. Hello? <laughs> when I lived at home, if it was Thanksgiving, I would get my food and I would go to my room. Oh my gosh. Once I left right now, uh-huh. if, when I go visit my mom, um, and she, we could have a good old time as soon as she gets to killing my vibe. Okay, where's my Bye-bye. keys? Let me get my keys. <laughs> it's time to go. Like, it's time to go. You and you're actually said. teaching them, you're teaching them boundaries at that moment yeah. without even having to say you're crossing this boundary with me. I don't think this is appropriate. Instead of yep. getting into an argument about how they're treating you or how you don't like the way they said something, when I leave, my absence is a sign that you've crossed the boundaries. Yeah. And they learn. It helps. I literally was on the phone with my mom the other day and I don't call my mom by her name. Mm-hmm. I, I, I call her mama. The only time you hear me say Casey is like telling someone else her name. So <laughs> she just started talking foolish. And I was like, oh my goodness, Casey Brooke, please don't kill my vibe. Please don't kill my vibe. And she just started laughing. And I was like, are, are we good? Okay. The second time I did it, 
oh, I can't speak my mind. No, you can't because that was foolish. And if that's how you feel, then you just can't speak your mind. You're absolutely right because you're not going to do this to me. Like, no, we can hang up. I, well, I can hang up and have my peace. Keep your peace. Maintain your peace. It's yours. Yes, maintain your peace. It is yours. Maintain That's your huge. peace. That's huge. I think a lot of times parents just don't understand that. They feel like their um, word or their ideas or their expression of what they want to say to you is more important than how you're feeling. And they can't, they just, their ear is blocked. It's like a blind spot because they've been such an authoritative figure in your life this entire time. So when you put up some resistance and say, no, that's not okay. As a matter of fact, I really didn't like it the entire time you did through my childhood. But now that I'm not in your house or, or now that I've grown up a little bit, I can actually verbalize these things to you and share that they've hurt me that, that much. But I think it takes a lot of confidence um, to yeah. be able to stand up and do that. So and you have to do, and you have to be honest. Yeah. A lot of times we're just not honest. Tell your mama it was annoying when you were ten. It be, it was annoying when you were twenty, and now that you're thirty, it's still annoying. Stop. Mm -hmm. It's not okay. Like even I had to have a heart to heart with my grandma um, when I first came back to Chicago in like 2015, mm -hmm. and she was real upset with me. But I was like, Grandma, when you say these things to me, I got, I like quoted specific things that she said and done. And I and she was like, but you know, I love you, Riri. I would never do anything to hurt you. I was like, Grandma, we we're both crying at this point. I'm right. like, Grandma, I know you're not trying to hurt me, but it hurts because right. I love you so much and I do hold you in such high esteem. Your words yeah. pierce me deeper than a lot of other people when they speak to me like that. And I don't think they understand that. So right. once I had that heart to heart with her and then afterwards, I just had to keep doing a little bit of reinforcing. So she would go mm -hmm. there and I'd be like, Grandma, we talked about this. Like I did, like he with the high pitched voice to make it soft. Like we talked about what we this. did. Remember? And she like, <laughs> oh, and the same thing. I guess I can't speak my mind. You can speak your mind, but don't attack me. Don't tear me down while you speak in your mind. Exactly. I, I and if you feel like that is speaking your mind, then you can't speak your mind with me. <laughs> if that's the case, if this is you want to make this the definition for you, then it's still not okay with me. Right. Yeah. This, that's just how it goes. So, all right. So here's, here's our final question. Cause we've gone well over. Okay. Um, so with family members, obviously mm -hmm. there's going to be tensions. There's going to be issues right. that arise and it can cause major, major traumatic experiences to cause a triggering moment that would have you guys fall out. So to speak, mm -hmm. I've had falling outs with my sister. I've had falling out with, with my brother. I mean, it's happened. It happens. Right. And it's, it could go for weeks. It could go for months, you know, any of the above or years mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Can you share like some tips to help mend those relationships? For me, I, I used a bunch of different stuff and, and thank God my family is you know, save. So the Holy Spirit does help a lot, but Holy Spirit always if, they, if they don't have the Holy Spirit, like what kind of tips can you use to help mend those relationships? Cause nobody really likes to be torn from their family. It's right, just it's really right. painful. So share what you know and how you've been able to work through that. <clears throat> a lot of times. Um, so I'm, I'm a family member that doesn't quite get into mess. Mm -hmm. I'm always like, if this is the mess, like in the middle I'm like a, like around it like I know it because we're family yeah but you have to do something to me or my mama for me to just be like cutting you off and that has happened before mm. and 
in anger initially. I'm like, well, no, I'm not doing this. And I'm not doing that. And that was cool for that moment. And sometimes you got to stop, drink you some water, some green tea or something, and maybe a little time and think it through. Mm-hmm. Like what like really happened? One thing I learned is to love my family where they are mm-hmm. and give them grace. And it's not always easy because I have an aunt who is just so messy and you just be like, but the thing is, I know this ahead of time. Yeah. So I know. Hey, <laughs> I'm well aware she's been messy when my uncles and was growing up with her and we, this is not new news. So now it's like, okay, now she, she did something messy and made me and my mom really mad. What are we going to do? It's okay to be angry. Just say not. Um, initially, I, I didn't know what to do. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't. I had no nothing. And then I said, I can't live like that. I can't live in that. So I got up the nerve to call her. And I was, look, let's just talk about this. Yeah. Come on now. This is why I said you were petty. This, is that not the definition of petty? Like, why would you do that? And then she gave me her reason. Because so-and-so and what and what and all this stuff. But was it, like, did it help anything? Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to be a help, you're being a hurt. And that's why I'm like, you hurt me when you did this. Mm, okay. So when you do things like this, this hurts me now. In order for this to work, this can't happen. So you just identify basically the hurt and then explain yeah. what you need in return in the relationship to work. Initially, I didn't know what to do, but not only did you hurt me, but you hurt a lot of people. And I'm telling you, this is why I'm a good majority of us are hurt. So if you're going to do this, then this won't work. Because mm-hmm. you'll always be my auntie. But I don't, you don't have to be my friend. Like, we don't have to talk. Right. And now that you're my auntie, I definitely don't have to talk to you. The Bible don't say nothing about respect, you know, (laughs) loving on your aunties and uncles. Like, it don't say that. (laughs) That's the parents. parents. Yeah. the parents. You know, it don't say nothing about aunties and uncles. So if you do this, this hurts. And, And be reasonable. Like, you're not asking them, like, if you chew your food, really fast it makes me mad but no something serious when you take up some business of mine that either you heard from somebody else or from me and you go spreading it that hurts me mm-hmm. that lets me know i can't trust you right. so if you want to be that auntie i can talk to then th- this can't happen again but if you don't i'll let everybody in the know in the family know if she said anything about me it's false I don't talk to her anymore. Oh wow! <laughs> you know, so if you hear from her, you know it didn't come from me. True. Yeah. Make, make, I have no make problem it with play. You. Make it play. Boundaries are important. Yeah. Boundaries are important in your personal life, in your family life, in your work life, and we can't short. We can't not do that with family. Just well, you do that at work. You keep that at work. No, it's not okay. Because family hurts you the most. Yeah. It digs deep. Yeah. I I can't do that. No. And if you say, for instance, you live with them and you're in a situation where it's hard to get out of that, 
you don't have to like tell them everything. Yeah. Not everything. You want to know. I take the model if you don't want to hear it repeated back to you, don't say it at all. If I'm sharing it, I'm okay. I've, I'm already calculating that there's a possibility that you're going to go tell somebody. And this is how it goes. Don't tell it. Don't tell anybody that I told you this, but you know, that, 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 that. Uh-huh. See how it goes. And then, and then that person feels next- some way about it. Yep. Yep. I don't have, I tell Sharice, I got, I told, you told me. Wait. <laughs> just broke my trust and confidence <laughs> and the thing and and that's another thing like if if you are gonna get hurt by it i tend to be a very transparent person like sometimes to a fault like fault like i'm a little too transparent but i don't mind look this is what it is mm-hmm. and i'd rather it come out and i'd be like okay now what now that you know how are you gonna fix this issue yeah. Um, but if you're not gonna fix it, then then that's it. Yeah. And as you know, on a different world, when Debbie Allen was um, Whitley's therapist, she was told her to relax, relate, and release. Right. Mm-hmm. Do that. Like it's okay. Because <laughs> it, a lot of times we get so angry, we're just like, ugh. When I was talking to my aunt, I'm like, I'm not even angry. Mm-hmm. But I'm letting you know. If you do this, this don't work. This won't work. Yeah. And then you just, you got to release it. Relax, relate, and release. I like that. I think we'll, okay, we're going to end on that because I like that. Relax, relate, and release. <laughs> we're going to end on that note. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Lexi, for sharing your time, your wisdom, and your insight, and your stories, and being able to help all of us. Even I got some insight out of that um, as Good. well and helping other people how to manage your conflicts with your family and and the things that you actually talked about today you could actually apply those to your friends you could apply this to work i mean they're, yes. they're all applicable so especially we're gonna, friends. yes especially friends because they're like extended family members um so we're gonna end so yeah. i end lexi with uh affirmations so you can say them with us or if you want to put yourself okay. on mute. it doesn't really matter to me some people put their stuff on i don't care you could say it i don't care i'm gonna put myself on mute so i don't echo okay gotcha (laughs) all right so we're gonna close now with you could just repeat after me i am loved i belong and i am wanted all right that's it for this week tribe i love you guys i'll see you next week oh wait wait wait. oh you're not gonna see me next week i totally messed that up i lied I'm taking a break, y'all. I'm taking Period. A break. Relax. I will. Yes, I'm. I'm relaxing. This is that's the phase I'm on. Taking a two week break, and then I will come back. And we're actually next month. We're going to be talking about how to manage your money. I got Megan coming on. She's going to share how to get your credit. How to get your credit right, Lexi. Period. How to get your credit right because we obviously need that conversation right now. We can buy houses and condos or whatever is we need and then i have another good friend coming in they're going to be talking about stock market and how we can take advantage of that so we're going to be focusing on money next month um but yeah for two weeks i'm just going to take a little break and just enjoy the summer you guys enjoy it too all right i love you guys bye all right i thank you lexi bye <laughs> thank you you're welcome <laughs>